Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Blessings to you. God is good. Our Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for every person listening today. Thank you for their families. And Lord, if there's any family members they have that are unhealthy or having issues with their health, be with them. Lord, if they need jobs, provide for them. Lord, if they need encouragement, encourage them. Lord, be with these great people today. Bless them powerfully and mightily. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, recently I was on a trip, and on this trip, I was able to read First and Second Chronicles and First Kings and just Peter and James and John. I, I, was, I, I had a lot of chance to read, and I enjoyed it. And boy, I just read a lot about David and Solomon and about how God used them and about the various kings, you know. Now, you know, of course, we know of King Josiah, who was eight years old and who turned a nation towards God and served God powerfully. Then I found out there was another king. He was seven. I believe it was Joash, maybe. I, I'm just uh, thinking in my head. But he was seven years old, and he became king. Now, you must understand, in the Old Testament, the kings were surrounded by priests. And so these priests would help, I believe, these young kings, and they had a lot of advisors. So I don't think you see a seven, eight-year-old uh, calling all the shots in the country. But they grew up leading their nation. And both these guys, the seven, eight-year-old, were both uh, found favor in the eyes of God. And they served God, and they brought people to God. And that was so great to see. But there were so many kings that dishonored God. And, of course, God had a plan for David. And David, you know, David was a man that says after the heart of God. Even though David sinned, and David had a very, you know, just a very major sin in committing adultery with Bathsheba. And, and, and of course, having Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, put on the front line so he would get killed. I mean, horrible things. God forgave him. See, God forgives us. God forgives no matter how deep and how much you've turned your back on God, God will forgive you. He loves you. He will give you another chance. And he gave David another chance. And David built a great nation. Well, David, anyway, there was kind of a fight for, uh, for the kingship. And his one son, uh, he wanted to be king. And uh, David, you know, he knew that that wasn't the right thing. And so he appointed Solomon to be king. And Solomon was Bathsheba's son. And when Solomon, and this is ninth chapter of 1 Kings, when Solomon had finished building the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had achieved all he had desired to do, the Lord appeared to him a second time. As he had appeared to him at Gibeon, and this is what the Lord said to him. I love this. This is, this is the God speaking to Solomon. He says, I have heard the prayer and plea you have made before me. And see, right out of the chutes, God hears us. God hears our pleas. God hears our cries. God hears our situations. He knows what you're going through. Give it to him today. Whatever that is, I started my opening prayer that way, praying that God would be with your family, that God would provide, God would take care of these needs. We need to lift these needs to the Lord, whatever your need is today. Right now, whatever your need is, whether it's to get deeper in the Word of God, whether it is to be more faithful to the things of God, whether it's to stand up and have courage to be a man or woman of God, God wants to minister to you today. He goes on to say, I have consecrated this temple, which you have built, by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. As for you, and this is what he's saying to Solomon. Listen to this. 
As for you, and I'm just going to add the word Solomon, as for you, Solomon, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness as David your father did and do all I command you and observe my decrees and laws, listen, I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever, as I promised David your father when I said you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. But then he gives a warning, and that's what the Lord God does in the Word of God. He gives us truth to respond to, and he gives us warnings to listen to. You know, just like in, when you're, if you live in tornado land, there's big sirens they have all over those areas that go off to warn you that a tor- tornado is imminent and you need to get shelter. That's what God has done all through the Word of God. He's telling these people, I'm giving you a warning. Get it together. He says this. This is God. But if you or your descendants turn away from me and do not observe the commands and decrees I have given you and go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land I have given them and will reject this temple I have consecrated for my name. Israel will then become a byword and an object of ridicule among all peoples. This temple will become a heap of rubble. All who pass by will be appalled and will scoff and say, Why has the Lord done such a thing to this land and to this temple? And people will answer, Because they have forsaken the Lord their God, who brought their ancestors out of Egypt and embraced other gods, worshiping and serving them. That is why the Lord brought all this disaster on them. Folks, he is so plain. He's so clear. We see it in the Old Testament. We see Jesus talking in the New Testament about honoring God and putting him first. Why is it we in America and we in the world struggle so much with honoring the King of Kings, the creator of mankind, the creator of our future home, heaven, and yet we cannot give him the time of day. We cannot give him pieces of our life. We cannot share with him what God has given us. We are a very, very selfish people. And you're saying, well, pastor, don't chide us. I'm not chiding you. If you love God and you're serving God, praise God. But I'm saying America as a whole, I'm saying the world as a whole has turned their back on Almighty God. And somehow, some way, We've got to help people see Jesus. See Jesus. We have all sorts of people out there teaching false doctrines, teaching false things. They're not even in the Word of God. Others are using other things, and they're calling it the Word of God. They're using other documents and calling it the Word of God. And if it is contrary to God's Word, it's wrong, and it is going the wrong direction 100 miles an hour. The Bible is very explicit. For those who will go to heaven. It's those who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Those that ask Jesus to forgive them of their sin and to come into their life and to give them life eternal. Then to turn away from sin and walk in the way of the Lord. He is very clear about that. He didn't give a list and say you have to do these 20 things. You have to do all these man-made things to be a part. 
You have to give X amount every single Sunday to a charity or to church. Or you have to do so many good things to make it. He said this, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And you all remember the thief on the cross. You all remember the thieves hanging there. And as Jesus had it worse than they did because Jesus was nailed to the cross and they saw the torture, they saw the agony. But one of them, one of them recognized the specialness of Jesus and said, this man doesn't deserve this. This man does not deserve this. And then he turned and he looked at Jesus and he said, Jesus, remember me. Remember me. Here was a man that had been a criminal. And he said, we deserve to be up here because we've sinned, because we've, been, we've done wrong. We've committed crime. But this man, Jesus, doesn't deserve to be here. And Jesus, with blood dripping down his face and about ready to, to be with God, turns to him and says, Today you will be with me in paradise. Folks, today, that man who had had his back probably turned on Jesus his whole life, didn't believe on Jesus at all, that moment, that moment believed on Jesus, and that moment Jesus said, today you will be with me in eternity, in paradise. Folks, that's what believing will do. Do you believe? Do you believe? And some say, well, he wasn't baptized. No, because Jesus called him in. Jesus said, today you be with me in, bapt- in, in, in heaven. You didn't have to be baptized. He didn't have to baptize him because he was already told by the King of Kings, by Jesus Christ. Now, I recommend that people be baptized as Acts in Acts chapter 2 tells us. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Or Acts 1, maybe it's, yeah, it's 2.38, I believe. Uh, be, repent and be baptized, every one of you. And it says you will receive the Holy Spirit. Do you all receive the Holy Spirit? Repent. And be baptized. I have an older gen- gentleman, around almost 80 years old, or he's in his, I think, 70s. He just told me recently he wants to be baptized. I'm so excited to baptize him. I'm so excited that he really wants to honor God. People, we need to honor God by believing in him. But first, you've got to call upon him like the guy on the cross. Call upon him today. Jesus, today I believe in you. Today my life is different because of you. And you know what? You will spend eternity with him. But then it begins the growing process. When the Holy Spirit is in depth in your life, it's going to quicken your spirit. You're going to want to get into the Word of God. You're going to want to be faithful to a house of worship. And people, we have houses of worship all over this city, all over this state that are great places to worship. Great pastors, great leaders, great people leading churches. There's so many great churches in Treasure Valley. I can tell you there's bunches of them. And I would encourage you to get involved in one of them. Go, go, and say, I am going to honor God this Sunday. And you know what? You will see a difference in your life. I promise you, you will see a difference. You will start understanding what Jesus Christ is all about. Because someday, folks, you're going to die. We're all going to die. And we are going to face judgment. And he's either going to say, welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Or depart from me. I never knew you. Where are you today? Are you with him? 
I believe many of you are, and I pray you are. I pray God blesses you this incredible day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.